Hello and welcome to Not Without My Sister, where today I, Rosemary McCabe, am joined by my sister, Beatrice McCabe, without whom I am never. Does that make sense grammatically? I'm never without her. Yeah, it does make sense. I don't know why you're rolling your eyes. That was perfectly, was perfectly accurate. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about the myriad times in our lives that we have attempted to give things up. Sorry, have given things up. The few times in my life that I've successfully given things up and the many times in Beatrice's life that she has successfully given things up and then all the times in between where I've tried and failed. So will I start with like the biggest thing I've ever given up? Like the biggest and probably only thing I've ever given up successfully, smoking. Okay. Multiple times. Multiple is it times. Successful? I'm like Mark Twain. But is it successful? I'm excellent at giving up smoking. I've done it several times. Uh, do you still have a craving for a cigarette? No, actually. Like, occasionally if I'm watching something on TV, like when I used to watch Mad Men, I think I was in a quitting phase at, w- while I was watching Mad Men. And I used to find that very tempting that I'd be like, oh, I'd love to go to a party. I mean, who am I? I hate going to parties. I'd love to go to a party <laughs> and smoke a cigarette, right? And then there are other, you know, if you're watching a movie where it's set in the... 50s or 60s and they're all smoking. And it's not even that I think they make it look glam. I'm just like, oh, I'd love that. And then I remember anytime I have quit and then a couple of months later started again, you really have to fight to get back into it. Like, what? Oh my God, it's really hard to start smoking because it's disgusting when you excuse first start. Me, excuse me. Why would you fight to get back into something disgusting? I don't know because you're like, you're crazy. Like, you're like, I don't know. Because it's not even a craving anymore. I was going to say you're craving it. You're not craving it. Like, you just remember... They do say that actually, though inhaling nicotine increases your heart rate, there's kind of a false sense of relaxation because you're breathing much slower when you're inhaling a cigarette. So you trick yourself into thinking that it's relaxing because you're oh. doing this slow breathing, you know what I mean? But like when, when Stephen and I broke up, I remember, I think it was the very day. So we broke up, broke up basically on a Friday morning and he went to work and I immediately went to spar. And bought myself 40 Marlboro Lights. <laughs> I you were going to say. I went and bought myself a pecan plat and a, a lunch sambo. <laughs> a a breakfast roll. Chicken roll. Chicken roll. Never breakfast roll. Ugh. Chicken breakfast roll. Hot chicken roll. No, I went and bought myself 40 Marlboro menthol and then sat in my back garden crying, smoking for the entire day. I was about to say, Friday morning wasn't really a, like, it, it just guaranteed you like a weekend of, of tears. Well, it was miserable. But it was because I had, he had come home on the Thursday night and I'd wanted to break up with him, but he was like very drunk and fell asleep immediately so I stayed awake like rocking back and forth like <laughs> eyes open waiting for him to wake up and then eventually at about 6.30am I was like wake up wishing you had a cigarette in your hand to pass the time what made you start smoking in the first place? I think I started smoking in France when I was on that holiday with Claire when we used to sneak out of our tents in the middle of the night when mum and dad thought we were fast asleep and we'd go up to there was like a a kind of a, like an open area behind the gym or behind the common, you know, behind the common area where you'd go and you'd, you'd smoke and drink those little French beers with like all the hot teenagers. I mean, that's a good reason in fairness. Quote unquote hot. I, I mean, mean, I'm sure they were hot. Sure they were French. Were hot. Well, no, no, they're no. They were probably all the, smoking. They were from everywhere. Yeah, yeah, they were all smoking. Yeah, yeah. All the Frenchies were smoking. Yeah, and all the Germans were smoking as well. Do you remember the when... The Danes um, weren't so into smoking. Very healthy. God, this was a very um, cosmopolitan group of smokers. Le Grand Métairie in France. Oh. Do you remember um, when? Do you remember when the smoking ban was introduced? Were you smoking then? 
I was actually and I started to smoke even more then because mm-hmm. I found it a great way to meet men in the smoking area. Because it was also quieter because like you go out to the smoking area and the music wasn't as loud and you could also be like, sorry, if you get a lighter. And they could hear your wit. They could, because say your banter was lost. In oh God, the... maybe that's why I never had that much success in the smoking area. I was <laughs> much more ba- successful inside in the, in the <laughs> booming music. Where they were like, what? Just get yeah, over yeah, here. Exactly. Get me knee. What's she saying? Oh, it doesn't matter. She looks easy. Oh my God. Whereas in the smoking area, like this my... one goes on. That's not the way men think. Men want <laughs> intellect. They want to be challenged. What men? All men, hashtag all men want to be challenged by an intellectual, sprightly, I good debater. They lo- men, that's men want to be challenged I'm make by a, a good debater. I'm going to make a t-shirt called "Please Debate Me" for men. It's going to be a man. A man you don't need to make to make that t-shirt. A woman's face says that message to a man. Please, please debate me. Whatever I say, debate me. You, you know better. What you know better? The t-shirt's not going to no, say no, that. No, I'm saying that's what a woman's face says to a man. Oh. That's not what. That's not the kind of debate I'm talking about. I know better is what the T-shirt should say. Well, then it shouldn't say. Oh no, no, for a man, for a man. Uh, uh, the T-shirt's what? for the man. Oh, the T-shirt's for the man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and says, and it says, "Please debate me." Yeah. But only if you're like someone I'm interested in. No, just please debate me because that's what men love. They love debate. They love to chat. They love <sighs> no, they to. Don't. They, they just love, love to banter. Tell you the answer. They love to, to square back and forth asked. and bicker. They love to be. They're oh, open. Would you? They're open to all kinds of conversation. You are. It's. You'd easily know now that you only talk to one man. Listen to and me. he's bound to you by law. <laughs> and, a, and a fantastic debater, extremely open-minded and loves to listen to what I have to say, as we just proved earlier on when he just talked all over me. You love that, though, obviously. Oh, so, so you could actually wear the Please Debate Me t-shirt because you I, do love that. I would like to say that it has been pointed out to me that our podcast is not necessarily fully embracing of men. Pointed so, out to you by whom? A man? By a woman. So we should be careful because we don't want to come across as like hating men. We love men. Hashtag not all men, but we love most of them. <laughs> yes, you do. You were yeah. No, oh, no, no. No matter sorry, what sorry. Brandon said, you were like oh my lapping God. it up. I, l- I love Brandon. Lap, lap, lap. No, my point, my, my thinking there was, do I want, do I care if I come across as someone who hates men? Not so much. Yes, you do. You know what? Quite honestly, I watched a hideous video. I was, I was reminiscing in my mind not with anybody, just by myself, about the music I used to listen to when I lived in Kilkenny, right? Mm-hmm. And I was, I was, you know, there was a soundtrack to various aspects of yes. your life. Like, Khalees was one moment in Kilkenny where I had a breakup, I think I mentioned this, and listened to I Hate You So Much Right Now on repeat at full volume, sobbing uncontrollably <laughs> in my tiny bedroom, not caring at all about my five flatmates. Did just, you really have five flatmates? Four. But then it was also the era of Gomez. So I like was listening to the Gomez album the other day. I saw them live in Italy and they were amazing. Already mentioned that. And I was going, what's that band? They were like the Coldplay. They were like Coldplay before Coldplay was a thing. And then Coldplay like rocked along. And in the same era, I think James Blunt. I could be getting my ear, my decades mixed up here. No, Travis. Oh, Travis. Remember Travis? Yeah, Why Does It Always Rain On Me? Why Does It Always yeah. Rain you On Me? You listen to that me? album. I'd say four times a day for approximately three months. Yes, I did. Yeah. So then I was like, I wonder what Fran Healy's up to now, right? I was like, is right. Travis still a band? Yes, Travis is still a band. And Travis recently did a, I don't know, what would you call it? Like, had guest singer Susanna Hoffs from the Beatles. The Beatles, from the Bangles. <laughs> the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant Julianne Hawk from no. Uh, no. Dancing with the Stars That's or whatever she's meant. from. And I was like, God... Talk about oldies but goodies. And then I watched the video. And I'm getting the impression it was wonderful. To say that I almost vomed. Oh. 
there's a point where they both go la 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 and the amount of tongue sticking out of mouth and you know me this is why you couldn't watch love island why there's a lot of snogging and close-up and noise like because they really turn up the mics when they snog so there's a lot of like i don't mind if you're actually snogging no 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 you wouldn't mind. no no i love that i love noisy snogging <laughs> but it's like they're all snogging six people per episode no, no i mean it was absolutely offensive and for and like then the comments were like, I love the bit where they lala at each other. You can sense the tension. There is no tension to be sensed. It is ridiculous. It is gross. I'd like everybody to watch it and report back on how gross. I'd it like is. to actually go watch it, make a gif out of that particular moment, and then send it oh, to you at regular intervals throughout the day. Gross. Anyway, so I've given up watching that video. Okay, Sorry, how many forever. times did you watch it? Twice. Why did you watch it twice? Because I was like, is it? I was like, did I actually see what I think I just saw? I better check again how disgusting it actually was or am I approved? And we know I'm not approved. So, oh yeah, so you've so quit watching that, that video. I've quit watching that video. Okay, what's, what's, what's the biggest thing that you've ever given up? You never smoked, did you? I no. mean, you, like you have smoked a cigarette, but you never smoked. I smoked a cigarette when I was about nine. That's the only You've cigarette I ever smoked. Since I've no, seen I have seen you smoking a cigarette at a party before. No, you haven't ever seen me smoke a cigarette, Rosemary. I feel like I have. You have never, ever, ever seen me smoke a cigarette. You've never smoked an actual cigarette other than <laughs> when you were nine, was that the one Granny gave you? Yes, Granny gave me a cigarette and said, here, smoke this. And I was, I was like, Were oh. you even, like, were you saying to Granny, what's that like? I or, don't know. I don't remember. I just remember the horrendous taste of like the smoke, the smoke in my mouth. And I was so appalled and horrified. Stupid adults. I think the only other thing that I've ever been like or considered myself addicted to enough that giving up, giving it up felt like a big sacrifice was coffee. And I gave up coffee for about six months. I think when I was having like really bad IBS flare ups and I was like, I'd, I'd be interested to see because like I used to drink, well, probably even earlier this year, I used to drink about six cups of coffee a day, if not more. Did you also give up Diet Coke? Rosemary, you actually gave up every single piece of nice food every, for a while every single there. happiness in my life every yeah, single joy in my did, life I did but you, yeah, were, yeah, but, the, but you were delighted with life when you did oh, so smug but the <laughs> the coffee thing was more because I was like I wonder if this will make a difference Like, but also Diet Coke at the same time no were they different times because that was like you were convinced that the the bubbles in the Coke which were probably right like the gas whatever no, it's called I, I gave up Diet Coke first I think when I started weightlifting and I did that whole healthy eating thing and like Neve my trainer at the time was very against any form of pop any form of like... But you also gave up... Co you gave up Diet Coke, beverage. I remember, as well, for your IBS as well. So it must have been at a different time. Like, you gave up all types of sodas. You were oh, only drinking water. I think I went to, like, a like, yeah. like not a dietitian, but, but a nutritionist yeah. at one point who basically said what they always say, which is, like, give up sugar, like, refined sugar, fizzy drinks, caffeine, dairy, and wheat, or yeast, I think. So basically I gave all those things up do. for about two seconds. Like, I mean, I know you're doing it for health. I'm doing it so I can lose some weight. I was thinking this morning, how boring. I'll tell you what I've given up multiple times. Like food, you know, not all food. Hashtag not all hashtag food. Hashtag not all food. But like, you know, the majority of my daily cal caloric intake has been given up multiple times. I was thinking first time when I was in my teen years because I was extremely overweight and wanted to be thin. So like, I mean, I wanted, you know, wanted to lose weight, like one felt very out of place. In hindsight, though, you actually weren't extremely overweight by today's standards. I was extremely overweight, Rosemary. Were Those you? pictures of me, I was extremely overweight. I what did like, you weigh? Do you remember? I don't, but like oh. 200 and something pounds. I was very overweight. I'm 242 pounds right now. But you, we, but we have different physiques. I know, We yeah. just do, right? Anyway, and then after every baby, and then oh, I was yeah. like, finally, I'm finished with these diets. And then I was like, then basically the pandemic. So I had a, another pandemic pile on. I'm like, 
maybe after this it'll be the last time. I mean, I was thinking this morning, though, at least I know I can do it. I've done it five times. I have to do it one more time. So boring. Six times. That's well, six times. Just like Mark Twain and the smoking. Just like Mark Twain and the smoking. I don't know what you're referring to here. What There's some quote from Mark Twain that he says like, well, I mean, attributed to Mark Twain, it could be anyone, where he goes, I'm, I'm really good at giving up smoking. I've done it several times. Mm. Well, I wouldn't say I'm very good at it. I'm really bored by it. Well, in order to, get to lose weight, actually, you know, you know what? I, I've given up wine multiple times, but not to lose weight. More because I'm like, I really need a break. I need to, you know, wake up refreshed. I need to sleep better. I do think it helps me sleep better not drinking mm. alcohol. However, every single ailment that I have of a morning, if I drink a glass of wine or a couple of glasses of wine or whatever, like the night before become like, I would, I genuinely blamed the wine for, you know, I'd be like, Oh, I have a, I have a headache. I, it was that wine. I shouldn't have drunk it. And like, I'd be beating myself up. I shouldn't have done this. Now I'm, you know, I feel tired. Gave it up for like two years, whatever, a year and a half. Still had all the exact same things. Still was tired. Still had headaches. Still, I was like, Oh, I was blaming this wine entirely. Poor wine. Come back. All is forgiven. So then I was drinking wine again. Still have all the same problems. But you did sleep better when you weren't drinking wine. I mean, yes, I think. But I also think like a lot of it is to do with going to bed on time and having a regular schedule and not being stressed. And Yeah, okay. You know, so like it's just one of many things. I yeah, mean, yeah. certainly like, yeah, drinking a bottle of wine, you know, or like going out and staying up late and drinking loads of wine. Cocktails more than anything else, which I don't really like or drink that much. But cocktails with all their sugar in them, I find like they really give you a bad, bad headache, which I mean is probably no surprise to anybody. Yeah, well, very stimulating, I guess. When I gave up coffee, I remember waiting. I mean, like, look, I've always been a really good sleeper, except in the last <gasps> yes, couple of months. you have. But yeah, you I'm and a- mom, you and mom. What, what was, mom and dad stayed here. Oh, sorry, you go ahead and then I'll tell you. Oh, well, I was just going to say, I literally fall asleep at the drop of a hat. I have fallen asleep on flights from Dublin to Newcastle, which I think lasts about 25 minutes. I've slept through the whole thing, like from before it takes off to the time it lands. Well, all jokes aside, so I went to Atlanta this week for work and I came back. Obviously, I came back. I came back on a late night you came flight. Back? I came back on a late night flight. Eight. No, it wasn't eight. It was 9.30, right? Yeah, I mean, it was pretty so, late. So landed at 11. 11 past 11. Or... I think it was actually 10 past. It was, it was okay. earlier than it was supposed to be. Anyway, so I was reading my book. I was doing, you know, on the computer. I was reading a magazine, doing all these things. Then they're like, ladies and gentlemen, we are beginning our descent. I was like, that's great. That was really quick. It was about an hour, you know, because like it takes, like they start the descent, what, 20, 30, 30 mm-hmm. minutes before. So I was like, well, better like close everything. I'll put it in my bag. I'm like, oh, now just close my eyes for a second. I always, always do this. No matter what, like transatlantic flights, you name it, I fall asleep when the descent begins. It is you have an, to put your devices away. It is an absolute nightmare. But I also think I, there's something about the descent. Like there's something about it that like really relaxes me. <laughs> and, I, and I always fall asleep. And it's so head wrecking because like I've been awake and alert and like highly productive for the entire thing. And then I get off the flight and I honestly look like I was dragged through a hedge <laughs> backwards, beaten around the head. And like, I don't even know what, like just woke up out of a coma. I and look exhausted but like do you never think to yourself I should just sleep especially if it's late and you're tired and you've had a full-on week should I just get on the flight and think I'll just sleep for this whole thing no because I'd have like a crick in my neck and all that kind of stuff plus I have a lot of shit to do and I'm by myself right I'm not oh, with the yeah, kids that's rare so I'm like oh my god this is amazing I'm gonna read my book I'm uninterrupted although there was a guy sitting beside me was he, was he trying to talk to you I mean it was very bizarre I was blatantly reading my book like I wasn't even how I didn't even have a kindle and he kept going like and he, like he would lean over and show me his phone. Look, I just took a picture of the of the plane over some clouds. What? And there was there was a very interesting ring of light, like a halo. Was he twelve? No, no, he was an adult. Like a, he was like fifty. 
a halo of light around. And I was like, oh, great. And then he's like, wow, look at this wall of cloud. And I'm like, I'm like looking up from the book. I'm like, is he actually talking to me? Because I'm definitely you reading. Should have, you should have held your book to the side and been like, look at this wall of book. <laughs> he did it about five times. It was very odd. Not on the way back. This is on the way there of a morning. Well, this is the advantage of falling asleep immediately. Nobody ever talks to me because I'm asleep on, on well, the flight. I, well, the last time I fell asleep, also my head hung out in the aisle and the air hostess nearly decapitated me. So that put me <laughs> off. <laughs> that put me off. I don't think I've ever had a crick in my neck. I, I can fall asleep on a plane, train, car, bus. Sun lounger. So, sun lounger while supervising children. I haven't done that this year at all. Oh, good. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm, I've, I've really learned and grown. But I'm not sleeping as well now, I think just because I'm having heartburn and I'm uncomfortable, I need to pee all the time. I loved mom's recommendation for heartburn as well, by the way. Oh, God. A spoonful of bicarbonate of soda in water. Does she know that's the same? Is that like that's her Tom's, literally... Like, that's literally Tom's. No, but that's like the thing she gives us to throw up. Like, that's what she used to say when you had like a nauseous stomach. She'd give you a spoonful of bicarbonate of soda in water and be um, like, here. And what was milk of magnesia for? It's what I gave for? you. Milk of magnesia is like, I mean, it was to settle your stomach. It was the oh. alkaline to settle your stomach. But I mean, oh. the bicarbonate soda is what I gave you that time you, you puked well, on your friend. Yeah, I'm you like, gave me Alka-Seltzer. Yeah, same thing, but I'm also it? like, how Ugh. is she thinking that this is going to... I mean, yes, you will not have heartburn because you'll be busy puking. You'll be distracted by the puke. So mom and dad, when they came over last time, mom's like, I'm going to give you guys a break. Okay, she's like, I'm going to give you guys a break. I'm going to take, take the baby into our room tonight and have the baby. This was like two years ago. So the baby mm-hmm. would have just been like Whoa. nine months. Right, it was Christmas. And uh, I was like, oh, thank God, right? Because he didn't sleep through the night and he wasn't, you know, it wasn't like we were all just wrecked. And I was like, thank God. So she takes him, she goes, they all go to sleep. In the middle of the night, I hear the most ferocious crying. It goes on and on and on and on and on and becomes so hysterical that eventually I get out of my bed and go into mom and dad's room where, what do I find? Both of them fast asleep. Fast asleep. (laughs) out like a light and the baby jumping up and down screaming big pink face like hysterically crying and the next morning I go thanks a lot for that that was great right I go not only did I have to mind the baby but I had to get out of my room and walk all the way down the corridor and get the baby who would otherwise have been fine in the room beside me handily adjacent you know I didn't hear a thing did you Philip you must and then of course mum you must have come in too soon. You should let him cry it out. Like, you should have let him cry it out. You shouldn't have come in. Like, you can't just jump up every time the baby moves. I was like, the baby was crying for about 45 minutes. 45 minutes. We would 100% have woken up, wouldn't we, Philip? Like, enraging. Well, when, remember last year, last, so like Christmas 2019, was it in November? Or anyway, at some stage, mom and dad were over and you and Don went to New York. Didn't you for a weekend or something? Yeah. And the same thing, mom and dad were minding the baby. Yeah. Mom, or no, well, mom and dad were sleeping in the room with the baby and I was sleeping in what was my room at the time and the, and the boys were all in their rooms. And uh, similarly, I woke up to the sound of the baby crying. And I was like, what's, go, what's going on? The baby's crying, crying, crying. So, so I go in. Now, in their defense, they weren't asleep. They were, they were both wide awake, but dad was lying on the bed with the covers chucked up like around his nose. Basically, he was trying not to let the baby see that it wasn't gone. <laughs> I know I was just like what are you doing and mum was like oh we we just thought he he might go back to sleep we didn't want to frighten him by letting on that it wasn't his parents he's probably terrified who are these two strangers (laughs) who are refusing to to like placate me yeah and then I just picked him up and like kind of rocked him back to sleep and put him back in the crib and he fell asleep again and they were like thanks love absolutely absolutely crap yeah (laughs) But listen, that's obviously what they did with us when we turned out fine. And I'm an excellent sleeper. Oh. But sorry, my point was when I gave up coffee, I didn't notice any improvement to my sleep whatsoever. Oh. 
None. No. I blame but I mom mean, and dad. I blame mom and dad for modeling behavior of coffee drinking late at night. Coffee drinking late at night, Like yeah. literally to be like, it's bedtime now. Do you want a cup of tea or coffee before we go to bed? <laughs> and I happily can drink coffee and go <laughs> to sleep. Or you also would go to a restaurant with them for dinner at 7pm. You'd finish at 9.30 and they'd have cappuccino and espresso. And what do you want, love, coffee? The Italians would turn in their graves. Would they? Cappuccino afternoon. Oh, sorry, sorry, yes. sorry. But like, not the espresso. The espresso would be fine, Oh, the espresso would be fine. Yeah, but I didn't notice any improvement. Now, when I gave up the Diet Coke, like properly, and that, but that coincided with when I gave up basically all refined carbs, all sugar, including all fruit. I basically survived on a diet of meat and green vegetables, very few root vegetables, very little of anything that wasn't green vegetables and meat or fish. My digestive system has never been as healthy. Oh, really? Oh my God. I didn't have any IBS symptoms for about a year. That's probably why I was so smug and happy. But like at, at, at the same time, when I, when I gave that up and went back to my normal way of eating, I was like, it wasn't worth it. This chicken tikka masala is delicious. <laughs> I was about to say, was it not worth it though, not to have all, any of those problems? I don't know. I think about it sometimes and I'm like, maybe it, maybe it was and is and would be worth it. Because like, I honestly, and I remember like at one point, I think even about kind of three weeks in, suddenly going, oh my God, I haven't felt a pain in my stomach. I haven't had like that kind of gassy feeling I haven't had diarrhea I haven't had constipation I haven't had you know I was literally just like I I didn't think this was I thought everybody had these things all the time do you mean that like I thought every day or every second day people had like a pain in their tummy or gas or whatever it was I suddenly was like oh my god this is what it's like when it works properly and then you were like it's not worth it and I was like I'd love a nan and some diarrhea oh gross okay so what else did I give up let's see uh oh well most recently I gave up buying printed clothing as you can see i'm wearing a fully solid what is this a jumpsuit jumps is this really a jumpsuit feels like a bit i think they feels call a bit painterly to be uh, um or like a onesie but then i think onesie always reminds me of babies onesie. well anyway this uh, this thing that i'm wearing is an all over solid black which is a miracle is it not charcoal what? whatever irrelevant. like it's not it's very it's nice solid. actually thanks it's solid yeah because i realized looked in my wardrobe and i was like you know i'm trying to exude professionalism and chic chic i mean you can be chic in printed clothing right i go back and forth well, and i'm like do I, I want to be you know but you keep using the term art teacher which honestly i i've always appreciated my art teachers but you make it sound pejorative and i i would definitely like to be perceived in a very calming and authoritative way and to me that somehow says solid clothing kind of yeah kind of cool and calm yes whereas i think Printed clothing can often make you seem like eccentric and like a little bit unpredictable in a good way. Not you, like everyone. Yeah, Do you know well, what I mean? I you see think... someone in like a lot of prints and you think, oh, they're artistic and they're creative and they're maybe... But you know, the other thing I think is that I think there's an expression of self that you're expressing your own personality through oh, the printed yeah. clothing. Solid clothing is more of a kind of a veneer, if you know what I mean. It's like this, it, there's, there's more mystery to who is this person? What do they think? Whereas like with the printed clothing, it's like I'm saying to you, I love color. I love this. I love that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I just don't know if either of us is ever going to have a veneer of mystery, no matter what we wear. Excuse me, speak for yourself. Well, anyway, I haven't succeeded all that much because I keep forgetting about it. That's actually the main <laughs> problem. I mean, I started a diet there a couple of weeks ago, woke up. I, I literally thought about it all night. I was like, yes, I'm finally in the mood. Because I mean, that's a huge part of it, right? You have to feel... I'm ready. Yeah, you have to, even if... 
like nothing changes. Just you just be like, I'm ready to do this. I'm I'm going to go for it. I'm going to, you know, really commit to this. Yeah, I'm well, motivated. The next morning, immediately had a donut, had something else <laughs> at lunch, remembered that I was supposed to be starting my diet today, was raging with myself. That's like the time that I decided I was giving up all pig products after I started following this pig on Instagram called Esther the Wonder Pig who's very cute and I was like oh my god I should never eat pig again literally the next morning was eating my rasher sandwich when I remembered (laughs) had it in my mouth I was like oh for god's sake well I still ate the whole thing didn't put me off like well I mean you wouldn't want to waste the rasher at that point that'd be worse streaky rasher a good streaky rasher you'd never waste it oh my god you're really not remember Esther you've already forgotten no, no, Esther I, again I had to unfollow Esther then so that I could truly enjoy my pork products after oh that. my god no, terrible Esther is very cute oh well anyway yeah so I, I I still feel like there's a there's there's part I, not this I'm, I'm still I have to figure out this solid thing I like I just I suppose the other thing is like printed clothes hide a multitude you know not of my body but like of fit of cut of all these things that like that's true they are easier there's there's so much to easier. wear like they're yeah. easier to put on your body and not think oh like yeah often if I try to wear solid stuff I'm like oh you can see my knickers and then I have to wear special knickers with this thing and then I have to do this and I have to wear a yeah, different I don't bra whereas with prints I never do I don't that. mean it quite that much I more mean like oh I don't really like where this shoulder drop is I don't really like this collar I don't like the finish on the button as much like it has to be much more refined or like well well designed to be solid you know like you 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 You're, notice the details. Yeah, you like, notice the details. Exactly. And I never do. Especially with since basically since moving to Fort Wayne, I can't try anything on and everything is. You can try things on now, I think. No, but I mean, there's nowhere to, to shop. Oh, I get you. There's nowhere, like, there's you nowhere to go to the fitting rooms in Target now. Yeah, great. I get you. But like, get there's you. nowhere to shop to, to buy anything nice. So like, I, I hate returning things as, as everybody already knows. So like, it's much better to buy things that are going to be, you know, more forgiving and less. It's like, because even if the fit isn't great, I go, well, I can put a belt on it and nobody will notice because yeah. like it's, the print is half the, the yeah, character or of the product. Even if you hate the button, you're not going to notice it because it's going to be in the busy print. Exactly. Yeah. However, I would like to somehow get a grip on this solid clothing because I definitely, I would like to buy a nice jacket. All recommendations, please. Like a nice blazer that doesn't make me feel like a massive frump. You know, there's like that terrible like throw a blazer over anything and actually blazers are just like cardigans in that way they can look massively frumpy if they don't look massively cool do you know what I mean yeah like sometimes I put a blazer over something and I go oh my god I look like I I don't even know what I look like such a massive dweeb here I just think Pinterest has done us all a disservice and made us think that like throwing a blazer over your shoulders is going to make everything look chic and Parisian and it does if you are very very slim is what I think from Pinterest. Because like a lot of these pictures I see and then I try on a blazer and unless it's actually fitted to me and fitted to my shoulders, like even if it's oversized, unless it's like, unless it fits me properly, it just looks really sloppy or well, something. Well, that sounds really so, so strange. What a, what an amazing observation. Unless it fits me properly, it looks bad. Yeah, but what I mean is if you're very slim, I feel like mm-hmm. you can get away with a blazer that's kind of ill-fitting. I don't know. I feel like it depends. I mean, how many people are actually Parisian walking down the street looking amazing, right? Like even very thin people wearing an off like if you just, if they rocked upon you in your office wearing an oversized blazer that didn't fit, you'd be like, that doesn't really fit her. She looks a bit crap. Because, I mean, it's not like they're actually buying them from Chanel. Do you know what I mean? Majority of people mm. are buying them from Target or wherever. That's and true. then the material is not good. So anyway, it's more that I was I was thinking like this idea of, I think though you're right, that this idea of one blazer fits all, like blazers are like jeans. Do you know what I mean? There's you have like, to find the right ones. Yes, or the, yeah. And, and the, you kind of need a variety of them in your wardrobe. Anyway, 
That wasn't the point. I didn't give up buying blazers. I actually bought too many blazers. I bought that you oversized. bought a lot of blazers. I bought that oversized pink blazer, which said oversized. And when it arrived, was literally the size of a house. I have that picture of it. Like, that is so massive. Oh, is this the one from Zara? No, I bought... No, I can't remember where I bought it from, but maybe... No, no, it wasn't I don't from think Zara. It was Zara no, it wasn't Zara. I bought it... Anyway, and the, the picture was like... I probably should have read the details. but like reading these things that always arrive absolutely tiny, like from <laughs> eBay. Um, it said oversized blazer and when I read it it said she was wearing extra small and like literally this one was a teeny tiny you know stick thin model and extra small was like the size of a house on her but I kind of was like oh must be it should be your normal size anyway yeah yeah yeah, it should be your normal size the thing was like and I mean oversized kind of I don't know should look in some way good this thing was like the shoulders were out here like LeBron James you know ridiculous looking (laughs) anyway another thing I gave up was Actually, these are probably related. I gave up bitching and I gave up, like, as in saying negative things just to be funny. For the sake right? of it. Yeah. Not even, I don't really think it was never, like, it's not really to be like, oh my God, I hate this person and I want to say really nasty things. It's more like, this is funny. You know, here's a funny comment. And it's kind of sarcastic or it's, you know, like, I feel like I, I, I'm very, I, I use sarcasm a lot as a joke, but mm-hmm. a lot of people don't actually appreciate it. Mm, true. You know? So I gave that up, short-lived. I also gave up kind of related Jezebel, the website, and the Daily Mail. And I made Don block them on the, on the router. Did he block Jezebel? No, no, I, that one, I didn't take that one very seriously. I, mean, I don't go to that one very often. There's not all that much. And it just felt like it became kind of annoying because I was really only reading it for the, the comments. And then everybody just is fighting all the time. And it's like, it's kind of unenjoyable, you know? Yeah. I gave up bitching as well at one point for an article. It felt like a year. It was either a week or a month. I think it probably could have been a week. A month is a very long time not to say a single negative thing. When was this? It was when I worked. Was it when I was working at Stellar? I think I think it was for you magazines. It was when I was freelance at some point. Is this not a lot? Like, I mean, you get paid for one article, but they're demanding a month of your life or a week of your no, life for was, research. Yeah, it was probably a week. But like... I think for a lot of people, not bitching for a week wouldn't be that hard. Whereas for me, I found it was impossible. I only know one person for whom it wouldn't be hard. Abigail. No. Mom. Ha ha, mom. Only joking. Yeah, (laughs) Only joking. No, No, totally not mom. Because it included like being past remarkable. But it was just basically like, (laughs) I was allowed to, like, I was allowed to say critical things. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, if, if somebody asked, but it was more that I would like... Say if somebody walked into the office, I was not like, I was not to go. Oh my God, stay to her wedges. Oh my God, would you have done that? Well, when I worked at, when I worked at Stellar, at one stage, we had three or four interns and no, so so sorry, we had three interns who were all quite young and very similar, like blonde, very glamorous. I think they were like from UCD, just like very similar styles and everything. And then this fourth intern started and she started one day and she arrived in wearing wedges and this really floaty summer dress. And had her hair perfectly curled and like big gold tubes, like looked like very, very glam, but also like somebody needs to send her for a walk, like to just show her that she can't wear those wedges to work. Do you know what I mean? They'd be like, run across the liffy there and get, we didn't actually do that. But like part of it's like, the poor thing. What do you think you're doing? Anyway, the next day, didn't they all show up in wedges and summer dresses? All four of them. They were like, it was like a little cult, the exact same outfits. But yeah, so I gave up bitch. And I, you know what the thing is? I was just so bored. Oh yeah, yeah. I felt like I had nothing to say, which was well, worrying. No, I think part of it is, well, you have all these brilliant thoughts in your head that you don't, don't get to share. All these witty little past remarkable comments. I don't think, my thoughts, I don't think any, of my, any of my bitchy thoughts are witty or brilliant. Oh. 
I think they're they're just they're like just sending screenshots to my friends going stay to this. Like sending screenshots to someone and going, did you see such and such brought a ring light to a wedding? Lol. It was that kind of thing that I That's wasn't funny. allowed to do. That's funny. <laughs> Were you not allowed to do any of this? No, I wasn't allowed to do anything bitchy. I was just like, if I had any negative thoughts about someone, you know, especially someone that didn't affect me in my daily life, someone I didn't, you know, I just had to keep it to myself. I was, by the end of the week, I was bored and I was practically writing things down to say at the end. <laughs> like here are, all the, here are all the things I wanted to give out about during the week. Oh my God. And very bad reflection on me. And so where's, do you have this article? Oh yeah, I must actually find it. I, I, it was in You Magazine, but I'm not sure if they put things online at the time. Not sure they published it. They were like, this one's They totally one's published it and I got my, whatever, 120 euro. God, that's a lot. It's, I mean, that's a lot of self-restraint for a full week of not bitching. I know. So what did you discover about yourself? I'm massively bitchy and not particularly witty or entertaining with it. I just love <laughs> to give out about people. And when I can't give out about people, I have nothing to say. I probably spoke less in that entire week than I have in any other week in my life. You have so much to say. You have an opinion about everything. You have yes, a Yes, a negative opinion. Oh. That's the thing. I felt like I was doing the concern silence that I never managed actually at school. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, I used to do that. God, I used to behave like, I mean, now that, you know, intermittent fasting is a thing and everybody fasts all the time. I used to, we all used to act, honestly, all of us like this. Anybody who did the 48 hour fast was like basically, you know, under, under surveillance to make sure that they wouldn't pass out. Or, I never even did the 24 hour. I couldn't manage it. I did the 24 hour, but like everybody was going, well, I mean, what can you, you can have, you can have, you can have soup, you can have packet soup, you can have water, you can have. That's not a fast. That's what I'm saying. It was like fast, you know, in inverted commas, a mild fast. Do, do they still do that in Irish secondary schools now? It seems kind of like a weird thing to do with so many like disordered eating and teenagers and stuff. I mean, I hope they don't. I don't know, but it also seems, I don't know. I don't know that it, I ever actually really fully understood, and maybe this is just me, that it was supposed to be in solidarity with people who were hungry because I feel like it was more just like the book. What was it called? Like that book marathon? The readathon. I, yeah. The MS readathon. I more just felt like this is what you had to do to get sponsored, you know? Yeah. And I also feel like people who are genuinely living in areas of the world where they're like so impoverished that they're starving. Like imagine if they heard about us like rich, developed world people like voluntarily fasting for 24 hours in solidarity. I think they'd be raging. I have to say there is something a little bit tasteless about it if you pardon weird, the pun. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, Daily Mail. Back to the Daily Mail. So I, you know, I don't even know. Do people still, I presume people are still like reading, reading the, Daily the Daily Mail. Mail but like, yeah, the sidebar of shame. Yeah, it was just, though, it was just like, it was something I read all the time. Mm. You know, you're saying, mm, but I think you did too, right? Do you any more? I don't, I don't read the Daily Mail and I never really read the Daily Mail, but, but I'd be like that with, with like blogger forums. So like blogger forums are my Daily Mail. Tattle. Do you give it up? Do you ever give it up? I tried to give it up for approximately two hours and then I was like, life's too short. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, it wasn't like I felt like the Daily Mail was doing me any damage. It was more that I felt like, A, I was wasting too much time on this, like, who cares about the stuff that I was reading? You know, like my life was none the. Yeah. And then I would go down these rabbit holes of like Susie from, I don't know, Geordie Express. I'm making that up. Like Geordie Short, Geordie yeah, Express. One of these things, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. And I'd be like, I don't know who this is. I obviously don't watch this show. Like this is making no impact on my life. Like what's the point? Right. So, yeah. so no, but then I couldn't, I couldn't give it up. That's why Don had to block just it. Like I just you. kept, I just kept going back to it, you know? Yeah. But, like, it, but it becomes like a muscle memory, right? You know what I mean? When you open up your computer and you just start typing, you're like, this is the window that I'm used to type, like to going to every morning. And I really missed it because it was, it was more of a like zone or outer, you know, but I also felt like I was feeding into all these things that I really didn't want to be feeding into, like mm. 
the whole, you know, Britney, like back in the yeah. day, all these really negative things, mainly about women is also what yeah. I noticed. I was and like, women's what? bodies. And I was like reveling in it, like, oh good, she does have cellulite. Like, oh good, you know. And then it's like, really, like, what? Who even cares? So gave yeah. that up, haven't looked back. That's probably been the only thing. I would like to give up reading trash women's magazines. And I buy trash, I mean, probably nearly all women's magazines. The only good ones are, in my opinion, are not the only good ones. The only good ones that I have read, because I'm sure there are the ones that I haven't read. But like, I really like The Gentlewoman. I think that's a great magazine, right? Because it's actually interesting and just not so much about... I want I just want to give up those magazines. I still read them. Like Cosmo and Vogue were half the articles. Like, I want to read some of it and I like looking mm-hmm. at, you know, the fashion and the editorials and stuff. But like, I just am sick and tired of all these articles telling us what we need to fix now. Yeah. You know, oh... What we Uh, need to do in order to improve. Yes. Did you know that you could be doing this to your face? Did you know that the new Botox is Snowtox? Did you know that... you you make that up? Yeah. Oh, that'd be good. Did you know that you could be freezing this off and that off and the other thing off? Once you've lost enough weight and are fit enough, then you could shave the extra. And like just also the lack of awareness of like the world has changed a lot in the last Mm. two years. And these magazines do not... Like they have their token, you know, slightly more diverse maybe features, but... The topics are still, the underlying message is still the same. Yeah. You know, like you just need to be thinner, cuter, better looking, younger. Do more facial massage. Yeah. Like, and it just annoys me. I'm like, really, is this the only thing we should be doing? Aren't there other things we could be doing that would be like bettering our brains, education? Yeah. Um, or that would be more involvement, like, whatever. I, th- I think when the, when the whole self-care thing started to come in, like, aren't there things we could be doing for self-care? And this sounds really snobby, but like that are like reading or learning or, you know, I feel like there's, there are a lot of things that would be very nourishing to the individual that aren't like have a bath and do a face mask. Yeah, I do, uh, well, I do love a face mask, I have to admit. So like, I'm not, you know, I'm not turning against face masks. But actually, that's true. I've literally never read an article that talks about the benefits of reading. And I love a bath, to be fair. Oh, oh bad, my God, I, I just finished bath. Hamlet in the bath last night. That's because you needed to be in there to absorb all the tears that you oh, cried. I absolutely did. I didn't even have to wash my face. My eyes oh, did it for me. No, bless. No, I actually had, had had stopped crying at that point. But the, well, the last thing I was going to say was I have also given up women's magazines. I used to buy all of them. And I can't actually remember the last time. I think the last one I bought was uh, the Drew Barrymore magazine out of kind of nosiness. And I keep meaning to write a little review of that as well, which we can talk about um, at a later date. But I stopped buying women's magazines when I stopped working in women's magazines because every time I opened one up, I would just start thinking oh, this layout could be done a little bit better or there's a typo or if I was writing this, I would, you know what I mean? That yeah. it, it became just like work. And then well, I think because for so many years I, I read them as research as well. And then I just was like, no, I'm done with this. And so now I'll read them like mom sends us VIP sometimes from Ireland and she sends us the Sunday Times style and like the odd RSVP magazine. But I think that's like when she gets given that for free. She'll sometimes buy VIP, but she considers RSVP the dregs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poor mom. But yeah, I like I like flick through them. But yeah, I haven't bought one at all in years, I don't think. Anything else you want to? You know what I realized though recently, all jokes aside, like I need to stop clenching my chin of all things. Now that I have Botox and my forehead is frozen again, I seem to hold all my stress in my chin. Clench it there. It's like... I don't think, I don't think I've ever seen I, you do that. Do I, keep do catching, I keep catching glimpses of myself like when I'm on FaceTime or on Zoom or whatever, when I'm listening to people, my chin is all clenched. I'm like, this is... I mean, I look... It's very, it's very mean faced, you know, and I'm like, it's also just not, not like I'm trying to get all this stress out of my head because I do a lot of yeah, yeah, yeah. teeth grinding, 
Yeah, you know? so do I. Like I need to, I mean, like, how much Botox can I have in this one face? I mean, you have, you have a few areas to go before you've exhausted <laughs> it, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> we would love to know what you have given up. Well, I've got another one. Um, oh, I've got another one. Um, oh, I thought we were finished. Yeah, well, actually, you tell me this one, but it's actually really bitchy. I said, <laughs> I gave up. I just, I'm reading through my notes here now, and I'm realizing, actually, this is just a bitchy comment. That uh, I said I've given up Daily Mail, and you said that should have been no problem because you were, your phone is never charged. So you've give, obviously given up charging your phone, but that was bitchy, actually. Yeah, well, you have given up charging your phone. Yesterday or the day before, you FaceTimed me, suddenly disappeared. <laughs> oh, I forgot. And then I texted you and said, did your phone die? And only for I saw the message deliver about two hours later that I was like, it obviously did. But I mean, that's, didn't even that's write a back. stupid thing to say. Like, did your phone, how am I supposed to write back? My phone's obviously dead. Charge your fucking phone. Do you not charge your phone overnight? That's the, that's the biggest question in my... Do you think I have any idea where the chargers are? They are constantly being stolen by children and going missing. I am telling you, this is the house, like the odd socks and the wire hangers. There are chargers. They must be like in a par- in a parallel dimension. Where is that wireless charger I gave you? I gave you a wireless charger for this specific reason, because also the children don't know what it is. You could put yeah. it next to your bed and just pop your phone in at night. That's a good point. Don't even know where it is. Look at you. No, I'm thinking. Ingrid, never giving me another gift. I'll have to go and find it. But I mean, it's so annoying. I have bought so many chargers and they are all... They all vanish. Well, they all also get broken as well, don't they? Also by Don. I mean, they're also vanished by Don. Oh, the bastard. Anyway. Anyway. Anything else you ever gave up? Dating. But like for about two seconds. Because you got married. No, Beatrice. Previously, like previously, in previous years when I'd go, I'm going to be single for a while. Oh. But that would only ever last about two seconds. Because you can't help it, Rosemary, if men want to date you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just so desirable. Yeah. Self-love, I was reading, I was on Ashley Graham's Instagram this morning. You know, we should all, should we, we should all be so confident. Well, that's true. I don't, I don't know. What was it? Don't say anything bitchy. Don't no, say no, anything. No, no, I'm no, trying Rosemary, to think, control, was I, control yourself. I'm trying to think, was I confident, like, in dating or I was just, think I was very determined. You were very confident. You, I, I have heard you tell me that you're such a good dater that you have never not gotten a second date. But I think that's actually not 100% true, but... Excuse me, what about your man Game of Thrones? Did he go on a second date with you? Oh, how dare you. (laughs) You absolute bitch. He did invite me on a second date. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. revoked it. (sighs) Winter's coming. Thank you all so much for listening to Not Without My Sister. Stop bringing that up now. I've had enough of Game of Thrones guy. We'd like to know what you have successfully managed to give up and whether or not you think the sacrifice of giving up all delicious foods would be worth it if your digestive system worked perfectly. That's what I would like to know. I mean, I think the answer is... Yes. Oh, is it though? I mean, yes. A life without toast. Can a you life not have toast? Butter. Can you not have no, toast? No, no dairy, no wheat. Can you not even have like these, can you, I mean, it's one thing to like cut them out entirely to go from one extreme to the other. Can you not just have like these things in very tiny, you don't know, you've never tried no, it. No, no, I'm saying I personally cannot. Oh, oh. I you can't mean, have one slice of toast. I can oh. barely even have two slices of toast. I have to have six. Oh, and I can't have like a scraping of butter. I have to have. There is no point in having a scraping of butter. I agree with that. Okay, That's good. mom's toast. Oh God, yeah. You're like, could you put some more butter on this? Plenty on it. Listen, I had to buy to rebutter a slice of toast that Brandon brought me in bed. I had to get out of bed and go down and redo it. <laughs> <laughs> the one time he's ever brought me breakfast in bed. Oh, no wonder he hasn't God. done it again. I was like, oh, I just remembered I have to get something in the kitchen with this slice of toast in my hand. <laughs> ingrate thank you all so much for listening to not without my sister you'll get us again next week and if you would like to sign up to our patreon for five dollars per month you'll get a bonus episode each and every friday thanks for listening thank you bye bye
Not Without My Sister is produced by Liam Garrity, sound and original music by Don Kirkland, and our original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Not Without My Sister is a member of The Warren, the home of great Irish podcasts. As is my podcast, Meet Your Maker. You'll find more great shows at thewarren.ie.